It is a great uh, privilege to have uh, the Reverend Joel Simbiti with us uh, this morning. As I mentioned uh, at the beginning of our time together, Joel is the Director of Evangelism and Discipleship for the Diocese of Mara and Ukeraway in northwest Tanzania, right along the southeastern shore of Lake Victoria. Um, Joel is... um, is someone who is not unfamiliar with this country. He lived here for a number of years, a graduate of Wheaton College with an MA in missions from Wheaton College. And then after finishing his degree in missions, went to a Dallas Theological Seminary and is a THM from Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, don't let that scare you. He'll get over it. Uh, we're working on him. Um, he is a dear brother, has a deep, deep affection for, um, for the nations, and it is a privilege, a privilege to have him bring the word of God to us this morning. So having introduced him, let me invite you to stand for the reading of scripture. To the honor of our Lord, I would ask you to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. We are reading verses 17 through 24. Luke, chapter 10, verses 17 through 24. The Lord's word says, The servant too returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw certain fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to tremble over snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. At that time, Jesus, full of joy, through the Holy Spirit, said, I praise you, Father, the Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to the little children. Yes, Father, for for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who, is the son, who the Son is but, except the Father, and no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then he, return, he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it, and hear it, and hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we are privileged to be on this globe today at a time such as this.
that we can see great things by revelation of the Holy Spirit and uh, the living word. I'm humbled to stand before your presence with the saints, that, Lord, we can hear from you once again the riches of your word that never come to an end. We are looking forward to the completion of it as we stand in your hour, in your presence, on the glorious day. Bless us, Father, as you please. We ask in your holy name. Amen. May I say again, good morning. Good morning. When I stand before the people of God and the children bought of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, I sometimes miss words to, 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 to say. But this morning, uh, before I dive deep into the passage we just read, I want to introduce with the following. Success comes from people who want to make the dif- a difference in the world. In fact, our world has become much better because few people have aspired to make the difference in one way or the other. Think of uh, the whole idea of uh, aviation or flying. Um, since it began in the early maybe 1900 and in our time, we have seen rockets going to, into space. We have seen fast jets flying in the air, and people have used months to go to uh, far east Asia or to Africa, but we can use just a number of hours today. My brother Peter and I were in the Space Museum in the DC, and it is amazing how this has metamorphosized over the years. Thinking of the of people uh, or a man who, in, who, in, who invented a computer and the modification of it up to our time. People like Steve Jobs, who just, who just died recently. Bill Gates. And we see all this technology shrinked into our, our, our little palms, but doing magnificent things beyond our imagination. Today I'm not talking about all this advancement of technology, but I'm calling your attention to you and I as Christians that we should make the difference in the world with the gospel. We are called to make the difference in this world that we live in with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You may think and say, this is a work of pastors evangelists, missionaries, priests. But the passage we just read, it is giving us two reasons why we should make the difference. And one of which is we are eternally recorded in heaven. And the second one, we are uniquely privileged to live on this earth. Um, I want to share in a couple of minutes about these reasons why we should make a difference regardless of where, where we are or who we are. In, uh, in verse 17, it reads that uh, 
the disciples came to the Lord Jesus after he sent them out to share the gospel and they are coming so excitedly. Luke is telling us, of course, with joy. And they are saying, even the demons, the evil spirits, I'm sorry, can I have this? You have a crazy preacher from Africa. Technology. Excited, coming to the Lord, they are saying even the evil spirits submitted to them in the name of the Lord Jesus. I would think the Lord Jesus could answer, you know, this is what I have been telling you. I thought Jesus could say, this is what I have been doing in your very eyes so that you may see. But a little bit different to their surprise, he's bringing a little bit a different answer. He says, I saw a sudden falling like a lightning from heaven. What does it do with our excitement and joy? The, the disciples are questioning their mind. He says the core of your ministry and joy is your eternal record in heaven and not the mighty works that are happening. That is a result. Praise the Lord. The core of our ministry is the eternal record that we have, the sense of belonging we have in heaven, changing the citizenship from this earthly citizenship into the heavenly one. No wonder the Bible puts it very clear and beautifully. We are born, not registered. Praise the Lord. And he makes this clear. And he makes two references that this is a complete defeat. What they saw, the the fleeing of the the evil spirits, it is the complete defeat of Satan himself. And Jesus is speaking as the pre-existent Christ who saw this what was happening. Isaiah is putting it clear in chapter 14, 13 to 15, when he, he alludes about the fall of Satan from heaven. There are five eyes. He says, I will clamb, I will do this, I will overthrow, and he was thrown into the ground. The book of Revelation 12, verse 7 and 8, it, it makes it very clear to us that Michael the archangel was in this heavenly war and Satan lost. The second category that is, is, is Jesus is referring to, he sees certainly being defeated on the cross beyond any shadow of doubt. And he sees him being completely defeated, overthrown, when the Lord said, as John, St. John writes in chapter 19:30, he says, it is finished. And he's using the perfect passive. And the passive, perfect passive shows the action is completely done, but the effects are fed in the present. He tells them, this is happening because you are eternally registered in heaven, because it was done that Satan has, been, has lost the war. If I would talk in modern, in modern language today, I would say, He was telling the disciples, you are watching a recorded game. 
The champion is already known. You are not in the arena to see what was happening, but the battle has already won. The victor is Jesus himself. No wonder the demons would submit to you. My brothers and sisters, we, our, our, our ministry is characterized by demonstration of the mighty work of the Lord Jesus. And you know what? Because we have the power of heaven. We are children of heaven. We are eternally recorded in heaven. And whenever we do this, it doesn't make the difference on the earth alone, but it makes the mark in heaven. No wonder the Bible puts, puts it beautifully, that even a single soul, when it comes to the Lord, the angels or the heavenly creation rejoices. Is it in that beautiful? A couple of illustrations here. It takes people whose record is in heaven to make the difference in the world for the, for the, for the kingdom. A Scottish-American Scott, um, missionary went to the Congo in, in the early 1900. And going to the Congo, he had a crew of his colleagues to reach the Congo. But the, dread, the dreaded diseases of Congo were eating one after the other. In fact, his brother called John from Pennsylvania. He joined him and he also died of, 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 of the same disease. With him, with his own hands, he buried John, his, 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 his brother. And his name was Peter Cameron Scott. He returned in element to Pennsylvania in the year 1890. And when he was there frustrated, the Lord increased the burden for Africa. And at this young man at the age of 28, 27, he could not withstand it because he knew the Lord wants him back to Africa. And therefore, the, 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 in the year 1895, he organized another team of eight. The eighth one being his very own sister, Margaret, and they left for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for East Africa. They, 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 they went to uh, Mombasa, and this was the young man's vision. They wanted to begin all the way from the eastern coast of East Africa. They wanted to take the gospel into the interior up to Chad, just northern part of Africa. And you know what? Malaria claimed their lives, one after the other. And in one year's time, Scott was dead of malaria. And he was buried at Nzawi, Kenya, a couple of miles from Nairobi, eastern side. When I was at Scott Theological College, the college was named after him. I stood in the way of the Lord, I thought. I was simply a young man barefooted, looking, looking after cows and goats. And this is a man who brought the gospel. And he is a founder of AIM, African Land Mission, which has been all over Kenya, Tanzania, Sudan, Ethiopia, Somalia. And of course, it has gone beyond his, his vision. He visioned Chad, but now they are in Morocco, the farthest part of the northern Africa. It takes people whose record is in heaven eternally. To make the difference in the world, brothers and sisters. He stood before the tomb 
of Livingstone, it says in Pennsylvania, I think it's Westminster Abbey. He stood and he read these words that were written on the tomb of Livingstone. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep and I must bring them also. This disturbed him to come to be the founder of what we call Africa Inland Mission. I'm so glad that there are people who made the difference by realizing the core of their joy and excitement to share the gospel. Two years ago, I was one of the teaching teachers at Natha Theological College. I think this is the highest institution in my denomination. And I was, I, was, I was privileged by the Lord to give me an opportunity to be one of the teachers since 1998. And I, I was uh, with a, my neighbor close to my house. His name is uh, Lucas. He graduated from uh, Westminster. And his wife, they are beautiful couple, his wife, Lemi. They have three boys and one adoptive daughter. But I want to talk a little bit about my friend, LJ, acronym for Lucas J. Their, their youngest uh, 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 son. He was kind of uh, uh, around me, and I like, I like children. I play with them a lot. One of them uh, made me lose one of my teeth. I have a bridge here a couple of years ago in Kenya. But this is what I want to say. LJ came around. I think he thought through, and then he asked me, Uncle Joel, do you have mom and dad? I said, yeah, I have mom. My daddy has been gone to be with the Lord a uh, few years ago, and my mom is alive. And with a tender four-year-old arm, he took my arm and he said this. I want Uncle Joe to know that we share our dad. We share our dad. I even told Uncle Thomas. Uncle Thomas is a little brother to his father. He said, I even told Uncle Thomas, worry not, Uncle Thomas, you don't have a dad, but we share our dad. There's no problem. It never made a lot of sense to me at that time, but I was thinking in a spiritual sense, aside by myself, I said, have I thought of telling people to share my dad? Because the Bible encourages we share our dad in heaven. And the God, who is our father, does not have grandchildren. He has only daughters and sons. Could we share our dad? Could we be passionate to share our dad? Politely but lovingly? He says that is only one reason that we have to make the difference in the world. But the second reason he said we are uniquely privileged on earth. How? We are uniquely privileged. He puts it very, very clear. Let's read uh, that verse 21. He says this. At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, the disciples full of joy, and Jesus here with full of joy again, he says this. Praise you. He says, praise you, Father. The Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned, and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your, your good pleasure. We are uniquely privileged on earth 
because God has revealed wisdom and revelation to dramatically change our perspective on life. This is Paul's prayer. When he prays for the Ephesians in Ephesians 1.17 is that God may give us spiritual wisdom and revelation as we grow in the knowledge of him. Paul makes more emphasis on this topic in the first, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10, when he says this. But just as it is written, things, uh, things that no eye has, has seen, or ear heard, or mind imagined, are the things God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed this, these things to us by the Spirit. For the, for the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. He says this in verse 12. But we have the mind of Christ. Is it that beautiful? Our perception, our perspective on issues is dramatically different from how the world perceives it. You and I are witnesses that this world doesn't have a perspective regardless whether you have three PhDs or you are geniuses. You are genius beyond what people can comprehend. You may not need a calculator. You can just do it by your head. But you know what? This revelation, if it is not in that person, the word is pessimistic. History has taught us about philosophers and the philosophers have just been vulnerable to suicide. Think about Schopenhauer, a German philosopher, very brilliant, who began to, to develop volumes of books, but all about pessimism. Think about his, uh, people who admired him, like Friedrich Nietzsche, Another German philosopher in 1900, he came to the, to, to the philosophy of God is dead. He developed even further, he said this was nihilism, from the Latin neo, zero, meaning life is meaningless, and it doesn't make any sense. This has been true. The developed countries have more suicidal cases than underdeveloped countries, Japan being one of them. The Japanese who have even beaten our American motor industry. Some of them are taking a good sum of money into the public bathrooms and going and take and end their lives. Very sad. The effects of our advanced technology in an advanced environment are stunning. Think about cancer cases and their reports. When we, hear, we, we look all around because of what we eat, because of what we breathe, because of what we drink, we come to the time where the word is frustrating. It makes a difference when we have new revelation and wisdom from, from the Lord to perceive things differently. And that's when we see the Lord saying, I give you seven years to live. Didn't he say? I'm shrinking your days into seven years. And when you live to 80, it is a bonus. 
Only the revelation of the privilege would take it positively. No wonder I wouldn't like to be called the old. In our country, we have another problem now. Many people value education and they want their children to go to school. And uh, we are seeing tons and tons of kids after national exam from elementary school to high school. And uh, those who are doing exam from high school to college, when they fail, they commit suicide and the parents are worried. I remember the testimony of my brother Mbilini, but before I do that, let me read. This is a book some of you have ever seen. It says, Counterfeit Golds by Keller Timoth. And let me read the introduction you hear, the, the, how it resonates with our, with our situation. This is how it reads. I will read it in a, in a, funny, in a funny accent you hear, but I, I, I think you understand what I'm reading. This is what it says. After the global economic crisis began in mid-2008, there, there followed a, a tragic string of suicides of formerly worthy and well-connected individuals. The acting chief financial officer of Freddie Mac, the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation, hanged himself in his basement. The chief executive of Sheldon Good, a leading U.S. real estate auction firm, shot himself in the head behind the wheel of his red Jaguar. A French money manager who invested the worth of money of Europe's royal and leading families and who had lost 1.4 billion of his clients' money in Bernard Madoff Pan's scheme slit his wrists and died in his Madison Avenue office. A Danish senior executive with HSBC Bank hanged himself in the wardrobe of his 500-pound night suit, night bridge in London. When a Bear Stearns executive learned that he would not be hired by J.P. Morgan Chase, which had bought his collapsed farm. He took a drug, a, a drug overdose and leaped from a 29th floor of his office building. A friend said, this bear stands thing broke his spirit. It was glimmery reminiscent of the suicides in the work of 1929 um, stock market crash. This is true. We need only one thing, to be uniquely privileged because the Lord changes our perspective on things, our, how we perceive things that the world doesn't do. My brother Mbilin is a doctor who did his doctorate in Germany a couple of years ago, and I remember his testimony in Dar es Salaam when I listened to him talk. He said he went to school and his roommate was a German, handsome-looking young man. He was a smart man. He did so well in class in every, in every course you could bring forth. He did well in every game that you could go to play with him. Bling confessed, he said, I was a bit jealous. 
But when he returned to Tanzania, it was not long. He had his dearest brother in Germany ended his life. Why? Why such an excelling man in every, in every avenue of life could end his life? Because there was no revelation that you have. You and I have you and I are privileged to have wisdom and revelation that is dramatically different from how the, Lord, the, the word perceives things. Because God revealed himself through the person and work of Jesus Christ, we are uniquely privileged too. But may I say this? The word needs nothing else than the Lord Jesus himself. And he says, you father... They know you through me. We are, we are there that we can bring this to the disposal of the people. The word does not find an answer in education, in advanced technologies, in systematic infrastructure, powerful army, riches, name it. It finds the answer in only one person. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the angels are not going to bring that to people. It is you and I are responsible in one way or the other. I, I said this on, on, on Friday. I want to say it again as I conclude. There is no country in, in the world receives immigrants like America. Your borders always are busy receiving new people into this land. And guess what? More than 95% of these people are uncharged. And some of them are hostile to Christianity. I urge you, brothers and sisters, that we would be aggressive to use our eternal record in heaven and, of course, privileged on this earth to share the faith we believe in because that is the answer to the world failure of which we are going to lose. And if we can lose here the battle, we cannot reach Asia. We cannot reach Africa. We cannot reach East, Central and South America. I'm pleading and praying for you, brothers, I dearly love, that you may continue to stand in the midst of the gospel because you can make the difference much more. Can you make a difference today for the kingdom? Are you ready to do that? It took people whose names are eternally written in heaven like Peter Cameron Scott, who makes the person who is talking to you in a funny accent like me to speak to you today. It took people like William Carey to change India for the gospel. It took Charles Taylor in China. It took a single lady her name was Amy Carmichael, some of you might have read. She changed China upside down because of what she did. And the whole of her life, she died in, she died in China. It takes people who use the privilege the Lord has given unto them, like Dwight Moody, Bill Graham, Bill Bright, and many others. And I want to narrow this down to your feet. It, took, it takes people. Like Mike Malan, who goes around planting little churches in America, who goes around into the corners of Africa, and you make that to happen. 
He doesn't need people who have big names like those which I just read. But just a praying, a praying lady somewhere in corners of Florida. Just a poor person somewhere in corners of Florida can make a difference. I knew of a lady who was supporting a school just with $50 a year. And she was faithful to that. I know of a lady who makes just necklaces with beads, puts on a string something, and people could buy. And the money goes to buy mosquito nets for African children and pregnant ladies. As I talk to you, there are children who are running around without malaria because of this lady who has committed her life to play with beads for a couple of hours and put them together and someone could buy and makes a difference in the continent of Africa and elsewhere. Is it that exciting? Think of a boat as we think of our partnership here, and I'm going to end. A boat that is uses pedals, yeah? not 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 engine boat like what we had with with Andy yesterday. <laughs> Beautiful tour yesterday, but a boat that you use pedals, okay? And there are seven people, three on both sides. They do pedaling, and one at the rear, in the rear because he has to do the turning, okay? And we do that, if you just, fall, if, if the three would paddle just with their own effort to the end, you know, if the other, the other side is not doing the same, it's going to revolve around. <laughs> okay? But if, the, if both of the sides could do the pedaling faithfully and with all their power, they want the speed to go, and you know, the, rear, the, the person who's in the rear, if he turns it the way around, it's going to the direction they don't want to go. I think we are in such boat with you. And we know our destination. We are not only uniquely privileged to be on this earth, but you know our destination, we are eternally recorded in heaven. And the difference we make is for heaven. As we do the paddling in Africa, you are doing the turning, and in unison, we can get there. And the Lord wants us, he put it clear, this boat was put it very clear in the Gospel of John 17, when he takes time to pray for the church, for, first to the, for the disciples and all of us, and, the, and verse 23 puts it this, he says, I pray that they, complete, they would be in complete unity, and that unity will make him known. I have been asked, over and over again when I was in school. Joe, do we need to come to Africa where people now have master degrees and PhDs? I say this is a very good question. If we look at it in the economy and the prosperity of countries, you don't need to. But if we look at it with the eyes of the design of the ministry and how we do church, the Lord, his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He says we have to work in, uni, in unison. There are things you can do, we cannot. There are things we can, you cannot. And that we have to be in this boat, pedaling and, and doing the turning. 
and get to the destination. Brethren, I'm humbled to be here today. It is because someone who knew who was eternally recorded in heaven and of course uniquely privileged to be on earth, he made me today to come from that end of a boy who was barefooted, taking thorns out of my soul every time. But today I'm preaching the gospel all over the land of, of, of Tanzania and beyond. May I pray for us? Father, we stand in awe of who you are. Thank you that we have eternal record in heaven. We are uniquely privileged to be here on earth today. Help us to be faithful to that, Father, that we may make a difference that is eternal. We may make a difference that the world would change for your, your kingdom. Bless us this evening and the rest of the day. In Jesus' name, amen.